Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. I'm doing a sound check, y'all, making sure I can be heard. We are live, we are in full effect. All right, Spirit must have wanted y'all to hear just a little bit more of that. I was doing a sound check over here. We are live. We're on the air. Welcome, welcome, welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology. I guess there's a little delay on my end, so once I can, I hear the music, so let's make sure y'all. All right. Okay, cool. <laughs> Y'all know I have recorded the entire show, or thought I did, and come to find out there's nothing but the music. So thank y'all for bearing with me. We are live. We're in effect. Whew, it is Aquarius new moon season, y'all. Boy, is it Aquarius new moon season. I, for one, am, am delighted. I'm delighted about that new, new, that new energy, that innovative, inventive, unique, original Lightning, you know, electric energy that's coming through, change, that change energy, that surprise, that change on your energy, that surprise energy, that, you know, sudden unexpected energy. So, I mean, that's what Aquarius New Moon has been about. Um, I don't, uh, I have followed Beyond Careers since she was uh, in Destiny's Child and all that, just because that's the age and era I grew up in. So, um I, for one, was fairly surprised to see such a display from her that was so blatant in so many ways and, and unapologetically so. Um, so, yeah, there's the there's one element of this uh, surprise, you know, unexpected energy that at least um, fit that description for me, definitely. Um, y'all... I don't even want to get too far into it because it's so much and the energy is just so thick that I, I dare not go a step further lest I forget to honor, revere, respect, remember, and acknowledge our divine ancestors. Ashe, thank you for allowing us another opportunity to be here. And to Brother Ampu, who is our fearless leader here at My Astrology Coach Network, um, Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, the opportunity to come back on the air again. Happy Aquarius season. So with that being said, um, y'all, we talked about it. It never ceases to amaze me. I don't think it will ever not amaze me that when I can literally 
you know, look at the notes from last week and and, and I listened to the show from last week and 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 I was literally, <laughs> you know, uh, giving us all a divine heads up that with this energy, with the fact that it it does bring that element of surprise and the unexpected, you can make all the plans you want, but nobody can plan for a surprise. Nobody can think unexpected, hence the term. And so I admonished us uh, in light of, uh, the sun squaring Mars, which is a, which has been a significant. Uh, these when you've got aspects that come occur close in time in the timeline. Uh, the the new moon was at eight thirty nine a.m. on. <clears throat> uh, oh, I was scrolling the wrong way, y'all. Uh, it was 8.39 a.m. on the 7th, on the 7th, on Sunday. And so let me look at my little calendar here, y'all. I dare, I dare not to say the wrong thing on air. Yes, it was actually Monday, 8.39 a.m. And when you have these aspects that are closely surrounding it, let's say you had an aspect that was at 10.39 a.m. that same day, that's pretty darn close. If it's even occurring in the same day, you have to consider these other aspects within the context of that one aspect. At 839, when the sun lined up with the moon, that's what a new moon is. A full moon is when they're opposite each other. The sun was in the same area of space as the moon. That's giving you the new moon energy. That's the new moon aspect. These other accompanying aspects, I would say, I would call it colors colors that event. It it gives the context for what to expect at, at this time. It's not your ordinary new moon once again. And so when I was discussing with you guys last week, um, you know, that even the aspect coming in on I started talking about the uh, aspects surrounding this new moon, and I began with that sun square Mars, which didn't even happen on Monday. It happened on Sunday uh, rising, but it was close enough and significant enough to let y'all know that this is also going to influence what exactly what kind of new moon this is. So I told y'all with the sun square Mars, we needed a well-defined goal. That was going to be the key. When you're talking about the sun, Think about the sun. Is the sun is hot, right? It, when you're thinking about attributes and 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 keywords or things that make you think of the sun, one of the things you go if you just ask anybody, they're gonna say, "Oh, the sun is hot, heat." And then you have Mars, which adds a certain tone of of aggression, of drive, of passion, of energy. It doesn't have to be violent, but it can be. And so there's another element of heat, maybe emotionally speaking. And then you have a square between them, sun squaring Mars, which is, is inherently has an element of emotional heat to it because of the inherent challenge and the potential obstacles that, that go along with the square. And so I admonished us all that we're going to want to do something. 
when the sun is squaring Mars. So just make sure that you have a well-defined goal. I wasn't even on this aspect talking about going higher or vibrating, vibing higher or anything like that. Just make sure you have a well-defined goal. The reason why I'm going over it real quick before we jump into the week ahead is because it's not too late. It's not too late because of the things I told y'all in last week's episode regarding these multiple opportunities that we're having this week to initiate something. Um, and so it's not too late. So I, I'm, I'm reiterating some of the highlights that we discussed last week um, in order to catch you up in case you uh, – in case you missed it, I encourage you strongly to go back and listen to last week's show. It is discussing the events that are occurring right now in our week, that our current week. And so I, I know that you will find it beneficial. I listened to it again, and it <laughs> divine and perfect in, in all its ways, <laughs> even, even amidst me feeling, you know, like it wasn't. Um, in the midst of me going through it, I felt like my energy was a little off and all this stuff, but it was divine, y'all. So um, please do check that out. If you are listening online, I haven't said the number on air in so long, but I thought about it today. Just If you are listening online, would like to call in, uh, the number is 818-369-0368. And for those who are listening, peace. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to keep y'all informed. I mean, this it's it's going into the future. We're only going into the future by a week. Every week we're going into the future a week. Going into the future, setting divine intentions to master the energies that are coming that we know and and we know it with precision and we know it with certainty and we know it with I mean the farmers know it I'm sharing information on these airwaves that that farmers utilize they go by the phases of the moon to get the crops right in the proper season so we're doing something very similar it's called forecasting they do it with the weather that you watch the news every day, that you can look in any almanac and you'll see the same thing. They'll have the weather for the year ahead in a farmer's almanac. So this is not anything hocus-pocus. I'm not here to trick you or do a Jedi mind trick on you. I'm here because I have been called and compelled to share this powerful information um, and and help apparently help people to understand it in a very bite-sized and chewable way. I believe that is why um, the newest service is going so well. There's only two slots left at the price that it's at now. I will have to, after these two slots fill up, um, raise the price. It'll probably go up by about fifteen dollars um, for the month. Um, but that's just because ultimately and over time, I will only have so many slots for consultation to fill, and I have to factor in the time that it takes me to produce reports. I'm still doing reports, and those are going quite well. They're, they're very beneficial when we are having these consultations where you have your report. Of course, I have a copy of your report, and we're able to 
you know, things that may come up um, that you want to discuss, that you have questions on, that we can reference those. If you already have a, a natal or a birth chart report from me, then we can, that's always coming up because these transits are happening to these specific places and points that are outlined in your natal birth um, chart report that will never change unless you find out somehow that you were born at a different time of the day. Then, yes, some of the information would change. Other than that, that's always going to be the same. Now, these monthly transit reports that are a part of the new service along with the one-hour consultation, um, that is something that obviously would be updated every month. You're going to get your monthly report a month in advance, and as these weeks and days come up on the report, you can reference them on your own. When we get on the, um, on the uh, phone together, uh, then we can discuss it. I can help break anything down you need to. I can dig into it for you. I can explain it. Um, and then a lot of times when we're doing these consultations, stuff just comes up, and it just comes out, and that directs us to uh, these different powerful areas of everybody's natal chart. We all have our own signature and imprint. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing when you understand it and when you can really glean the most out of these inherent gifts, skills, talents, and abilities that we all came here to exude, <laughs> okay? So um, with that being said, uh, yes, that sun square Mars was that first little uh, hint of this new moon energy and what it was going to be like, right? And then right after that, um, on Sunday as well, we had this um, – my computer's jumping around, y'all. Give me one quick second to scroll. Gotta love the dead air it takes to scroll. I will get a computer fast enough to keep up with me in 2016. It is my vow to myself. Um, then right after that on Sunday, Venus sextile Mars, right? And so that also was an aspect. The, the two lovers in the sky, two of them, there's more than just Venus and Mars, but you've got Venus, you know, beauty and harmony, and then you've got Mars, the passion and the drive and the aggression, right? And they're in this, they're not, they're not, they weren't in a trine, but they were in a sextile. So it was this opportunity for success and ease in close personal interactions. I mean, a, a, a real pocket of energy there that if you wanted it, if, and, and like I said, we still have access to this. This is coloring. This, all this imprinted, just like when you were born. It was like a snapshot of where the planets were. That never changes. That's your, the time of this new moon. If you took a snapshot, you would see Venus sextiling Mars, just like I'm going over now. And you would see the sun squaring Mars, just like, um, I just talked about before this, so I'm I'm, I'm showing you what's in the picture. I'm, I'm giving you astrological context for what's in the picture at the time of this new moon. Now, here in the week ahead, you'll hear in just a little bit that I'll go into this first quarter moon phase that we're coming up on after the new moon. There are eight phases, but I highlight within the four weeks of a month since we're a weekly show, I highlight on the show uh, the Four, uh, four of the eight moon phases, okay? I don't want to say major or minor or give that kind of context to it because I don't think that that's accurate. But there are eight, and we mainly discuss four. Um, so you'll hear about what's coming next um, after this new moon energy, but th this is just a recap um, because we're still living in it. The first quarter moon doesn't occur until next week and the week ahead. 
So here we are with the Venus Mars. It's bringing the satisfaction, and it really is a softening influence if you needed it, you know. Um, today, today, uh, February the 10th, uh, Venus d- is tri- uh, trining Jupiter. So this is the one, y'all. This is the one from... <laughs> <laughs> I just remember I remember living it and saying it and I remember listening to it when I heard the show um it was earlier this week and um <laughs> I was just admonishing everybody like do not let the Venus trine Jupiter hit and you on that bull because uh you you're going to be the only one mad basically and uh and and even if the the tripped out part is even if cuz i'm here as a living testament testimony and witness that you know uranus when it comes to the sudden and unexpected things the things you didn't see coming uh with with saturn you, you, i'm i'm making a distinction between uranus and saturn with saturn you get what you deserve. Saturn is that karma. You know that ish is coming because you did that ish and you deserved it, you earned it, and it's just back here to serve you the way you put it out there. With Uranus, it, you, some real <laughs> unexpected stuff you didn't see coming can happen if you have not already laid the groundwork to initiate uh fresh energy to allow fresh energy to be breathed into your life for you to be for you to be the lightning bolt for you to be the electricity like Beyonce was and just look I'm I'm here to shock the world that's that Uranus that's that lightning bolt right you can utilize the energy or you can you know watch the energy be used in and around you uh, 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 i won't say against your will but against your better intentions if you knew the stuff if you knew this energy is it, it, sun is in aquarius right now it's aquarius season so uranus it, that's the prevailing predominant ruling energy right now and we just had a a new moon in aquarius that's a significant energy right there, uh, even reinforcing it. So this right now, up until um, I say Pisces season hits, and then you still got to consider these other planets that are coming through Aquarius. I'm going to tell you in the week ahead about Venus going into Aquarius and, and Mercury re-entering Aquarius uh, here this weekend. Yeah, on the 13th. And so... Let me keep let me keep going because I'm I'm obviously I want to get into the week ahead real bad. So yes, uh, also on Sunday I'm still recapping some of this new moon energy since we are still going through it right now. Sunday uh, also uh, the moon it was such a minor a minor little aspect but it it is an aspect nonetheless that when you take that picture of the new moon that it shows up. So it 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 would be beneficial to consider its influence, right? So it, this was the moon sesqua square Jupiter, right? And so that told us that it was time for, to 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 practice a little self control, show a little restraint, um, because with this um, aspect, we wouldn't be as inclined to consider the consequences of 
Jupiter. <laughs> it's a moon sesquisquare Jupiter of overdoing, of, of overexpanding, overdrinking, overeating, okay? So that was an element to this. It is an element of this new moon energy to be considered. Additionally, the moon sextiling Saturn starting early, early Monday rising, just a few hours before the actual new moon, uh, moon sextile Saturn was just allowing us to uh, have a really conducive environment for anything we needed to do, anything we need to do right now that demands us to endure, that demands that we be tolerant, then here comes the moon in a in a in a mildly harmonious angle to Saturn to say this is going to be a good environment for establishing new habits and new rituals. You see, if you, if you got Saturn is the planet that governs anything that requires endurance, anything of a lasting uh, uh, nature. So you see some maybe something uh, with this new moon time for you has triggered this unexpected and sudden event or or event or circumstance that has inspired you to be motivated to go on and set up a, a a new habit a new ritual something you're doing with Saturn ruling Capricorn I don't know if you know a Capricorn but they can I mean they good at that everyday stuff over and over again. The the goat, the Capricorn goat, the, the, the image of this goat just one foot in front, it ain't going fast. But with that one foot in front of the other, eventually, yeah, it do it does get to the top of the mountain. Okay. There's a lesson right there. So this energy is just it's really good if we got something that we that's going to require us to endure over the long haul, at least emotionally. It's the moon we're talking about here that's forming this sextile to Saturn. So at least when it comes to you know our inner peace and our emotions, uh, we we di- we are being given this divine. You know, I say small because of the aspect it's a sextile, but it's still there. It could not be there, but it's there for us if we want to acknowledge it, make ourselves aware of it, and intentionally utilize it. So then after that on Monday, still not uh, at the time of the new moon exactly, but just a few hours is coming up on it, uh, the moon sextiled Uranus as well. And so that, like with these moon sextiles to these more difficult planets like Saturn, it's giving us the opportunity to take advantage of it and not, like, be mad about it. Most of the time when Saturn comes around, that hard work comes around, that it's time for discipline, it's time for hard work, it's time to get serious, it's time to mature, it's time to be take responsibility, it's time to grow up. And, yeah, it's, it's kind of the opposite of party time. So I don't know that, you know, without a moon sextile Saturn aspect that, that Saturn's influence could be felt and it be felt uh, with a degree of satisfaction, us being actually uh, uh, able to, um, I don't want to say enjoy it, but glean glean from it. And I just say not be mad about it. That's my terminology I use. And so with the sun, uh, with the moon also, not only sextiling Saturn, but sextiling Uranus, the very planet that's ruling this energy, that unexpected sudden um, uh, 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 electric, you know, breakthrough, possibly breakdown, depending on how you come in at an energy, um, a break in the routine at, at, at this time during this new moon in Aquarius time is actually, would be considered pleasing to us. 
You see what that sextile does, that moon sextile does with these planets? So that unexpected element, that sudden element, uh, that the very element that this new moon time is about, it, 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 we have a divine opportunity to be pleased, for it to be a pleasant, pleasing experience if we are so inclined. And then we got the nerve for Venus to be trining Jupiter Day? Come on. Like I said, that's what I, I don't know if I finished saying it, but if uh, you're going through a time, maybe this new moon in Aquarius throwed, throwed your life off. <laughs> you weren't really ready for it. You know, that sudden and unexpected thing occurred, and it knocked you off your feet. Even Venus, Jupiter energy, even if things are a little haywire now, you're a little frayed, frazzled, nerve shot, the, uh, these uh, other elements of Uranus and Aquarius on this, uh, I say lower end, I don't want to make anybody feel bad about, about what they possibly are going through, but just these lower manifestations of this Uranian um, energy. Uh, Venus trine Jupiter definitely should be is here to soften whatever blow you may have recently felt like you had. You know, our perception is everything. Um, that's why I love these multitudes of key words for these energies on the high and the low because, yes, Uranus <laughs> is that sudden and unexpected stuff that, you know, can throw your life off. But it is also these divine surprises, beautiful surprises that we didn't see coming. Um, in, in a flash, just like lightning, we can be given a divine perspective suddenly. Circumstantially, nothing has changed. But we've been given a divine perspective, We possibly been given a divine perspective to suddenly shift, paradigm shift in an instant that could catapult your very next step, you know, into a whole nother stratosphere. It happens all the time. So don't be afraid of Uranus and Aquarius energy, please. Just get in. These, this, like I said, this moon, stuff like this moon sextile Uranus, hey, <laughs> this is the new moon to get in on it under, you know, with a Venus trying Jupiter today to smooth it all out, and, and expansively so. Venus is already coming wherever Venus is impacting. It's going to bring that harmony. It's going to bring that peace. It's going to bring that balance. It's going to bring that diplomacy. It's going to bring whatever is necessary to beautify, harmonize, send comfort. And then you want to throw a trine to Jupiter on it? That's a trine is the easiest flow of energy. And then you want to throw Jupiter on it just to expand all that comfort, expand and advance and grow and develop and raise higher, even higher, the comfort and the love and the peace and the harmony and the diplomacy. Come on. We got access to that. And it's divinely powerful when you know you got access to it because then you got, you'll have the nerve to start looking for it. You'll have the nerve to start looking within yourself for that peace, that harmony, that diplomacy, that balance, and, and expansively so, the expansion of it. 
Additionally, moon square was square is uh, at the time of the new moon. The moon was squaring Mars, and so once again, I told y'all the initial energy was uh, is best used if you have a well-defined goal. And then here comes, uh, and that was sun squaring Mars, right? And so here with the moon squaring Mars, it's just a backdoor to it. The sun squared Mars first, and then later on, uh, closer to the actual new moon. Uh, the moon squared Mars. And so here it is, the moon reiterating this this challenging message with a potential obstacle to find the right outlet for the energy. When you get a sudden, unexpected, bolt, jolt, motivation, inspiration of energy, what do you do with it? What do you do when the rug then got pulled completely out from under you? Moon square Mars is reminding us to find the right outlet. Uh, it's a time of self-motivation just in case you need it. You know, if if no if nothing Uranus-related or Aquarius-related happens to us sudden and unexpectedly, a lot of us would just, look, be on our Venus trying Jupiter-ish all day, a day. Just like I want to harmonize, I want to balance, I want to be comfortable, I want to eat good food, I want to get along with everybody. Like the I, I've been, you know, studying some different things, and, and just it, the the message is being reinforced to me that even confrontation, the very antithesis of Venus Libra. Uh, I, I wouldn't say antithesis because uh, Venus rules Libra, which is the the balance and the harmony and the diplomacy, but it also rules, rules Taurus. Venus also <laughs> rules Taurus, which is the bull. Come on. And, 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 and so um, sometimes we need uh, a moon square Mars transit to color a new moon <laughs> to help because maybe something sudden expect to come along and you're still chilling. Well, you know, with sun square Mars and moon square Mars, once again, we're being called to the carpet, called to action. Whenever you see these Mars aspects, we're being called to action. Mars wants to do something. Mars wants a physical outlet. Mars needs a challenge. Mars needs a challenge. So guess what? If you have in, are encountering a challenging time in your life right now, you right on the ball. This energy is tailor-made for you, us. And we got the moon, um, Sesquil Square and Jupiter to remind us to have, practice self-control and show some restraint. That's a divine reminder. And if you're busy of, um, defining, uh, having, preparing a well-defined goal, if you didn't have a well-defined goal before this Aquarius new moon season, I bet you are being motivated to find the right outlet and goal now. Self-motivation is what Moon Square Mars uh, was uh, give assisting us with or is assisting us with. And so then you have directly after that, 8.39 a.m., the sun conjunct moon, which, as you hear in last week's episode, did th- that was what made it not your, one of the things that made it not your ordinary new moon in Aquarius is the fact that that aspect of the sun conjuncting the moon, the very aspect of the new moon, Put us uh, put the moon into void of course status for the next seventeen hours and fifty two minutes, and so last week's show I definitely won't go all into that again. Um, I did a thorough job of it last week, but um, 
that is definitely an element that was unique about this new moon. Um, after the new moon, some aspects that still uh, should should be considered, and I spoke on, uh, actually, I believe I just mentioned the one, but it was the uh, right after it at 8.56 a.m., Mercury semi-squared Neptune, and that just gave us access to this overstimulation of our imagination, which allowed for possible deceit, deception, misperception, okay, People aren't always deceiving us. Sometimes we uh, experience misperceptions and, and overall confusion. Neptune is in Pisces after all, which is the other thing I wanted to mention about this new moon. I guess that was all on those aspects anyway. But that's what uh, I wanted to mention about the new moon uh, is, is some more astrological context for the climate that this new moon in Aquarius is happening for us in. We are still experiencing for the whole of this year the Saturn-Neptune square. We are still experiencing to a very close degree an orb still within one or so degrees the Pluto-Uranus square. So, you know, yes, there are there are challenges, there are obstacles, there are confrontations being had. That's a confrontational thing to get on national television broadcasting to most. <laughs> I mean, come on. And then forget that because at the end of the day, it's going to be online, so that's worldwide. That's a confrontational thing to get uh, on that kind of a platform and 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 express yourself, huh, baby? <laughs> and people want to say eighty-five million things is so hilarious, but the uh, I swear if my computer turns off, y'all, it's on. That'll be a sudden unexpected thing. I just cannot get with today. <laughs> um, I should have restarted it before I got on, but uh. That's a, a sudden and an unexpected thing, and and people are having their very shocking. Come on, that's Uranus. It's, it's going to shock you. Uh, they're having their shocked reactions to it. Um, she she did a bit. Uranus is also the rebel. Aquarius is also the rebel. It's not just the the inventor. It's not just the the humanitarian, although you have to see that element in it. People have a lot to say about things that they don't understand. They're not necessarily seeing the symbology. They're not necessarily seeing the symbols. They're just seeing things for face value, as if just like the Bible. Hello? the likelihood of these being actual stories of historical significance is a lot less likely than these being actual stories of, of uh, you know, utilizing symbols and and parables or however you want to say it to where a message is, is intending to be relayed. And that's what, you know, hopefully people are looking for is the deeper message, the higher so I definitely don't want to get on a soapbox about it, but, I mean, come on. You can even look at the astrology and clearly see that that was divine. Don't hate. Participate. 
that's what we're on here sharing these wisdom nuggets to help you do. I see y'all on the line. I'm about to pick it up. I'm just trying to get my little screen over here working out, okay? I see you. Here I come. All right. Caller, I'll take the one that's been on hold the longest. Caller from the 229-516. You're live on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. Who's on the line? You there? All right. I'll put you back on hold and check in again. Maybe you're having problems with your mute button like I was having problems on uh, releasing your microphone. All right, well, then I will take, as soon as I can get it, caller from the 815-985. Peace, you're live on the air with Mama Dada. Hi, my name is Dewana. Dewana? Is it okay if I do a a testimonial? (laughs) Oh, yes. Not not my Donna. (laughs) Yes, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering about you. Yes, of course it is. What would you like to share? (laughs) You caught me off guard. Sorry. (laughs) Well, um, I just wanted to call and encourage the listeners to utilize Mama Data Service. I've had two consults with her so far, and they've been so useful. And the the printout that she gives is, is also very useful, and I use it like a diary. I have notes, and I just wanted to encourage your listeners mm-hmm. to uh, utilize your service. I appreciate that so much. I'm so looking forward to our next consult, and I've got to drop you a line when I get off the air. Thank you. <laughs> what a, okay. what a beautiful <laughs> surprise. <laughs> I'll talk to you, you soon, a, all right? Okay, you have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, y'all, that was too much. I, I, You know what? I used to really not like surprises, and everybody that is clo- uh, close to me has known that. I, I, my startle reflex is horrible. I, I've been choked somebody out just on a reflex. Like, I did not like surprises. And now, uh, as time is going on, I really have a different perspective on it all, and it's 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 Aquarian, Uranus, surprising, you know, unexpected things like my uh, one of my dearest clients. I just wow, she's one of the clients that uh, you know I just really enjoy because they are fully invested in mastering their own destiny. I'm just here. I was making note earlier, you know. I'm I'm just here as a light. When you're driving down a dark street and it's a lamppost every, you know, 50, 100, however many so yards, uh, you, at the point where that light is, you can get a, 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 get a better gauge of where you're at and where you're going. You can see these different landmarkers and things like that. That's me. I'm just allowing you to see a little bit more clearly on your path. We're all going, we're all for all intents and purposes having the same experience when you really think about it, but we're having it from these divinely different perspectives by way of our natal and birth charts. That's what I'm here. That's what I started doing just a few years ago with the divine help of Brother Ampu. And 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 I've added um, along, I was just in the Astro Network, but then I joined the Astro Tarot Network, 
And so I've been uh, utilizing Keisha's service, which is powerful. It's like they go hand in hand because there's this, there's this other way into the spirit realm other than just your natal chart, okay? And so thank you, thank you, Donna. Wow, how cool. Okay, so before I jump into the week ahead, we do have a little over an hour left. I absolutely want to take my caller from the 617838. Peace, you're live on the air with Mama Dada. Who's this? Hello, it's Manny. Manny, M-A-N-N-Y, Manny? I, no, I-E. Okay, I-E. Peace, Manny. Peace. What's going on? I wanted to make sure if I can get a reading. I've been wanting to get a reading from you. Okay, I know you do it Yep. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no, yeah, I absolutely do, and I will. And I'm, let me record your number right now. I've had issues with that before as well, and Mercury won't be out of shadow officially until it enters um, Aquarius territory again this weekend. So I'm going to write it down and be sure. Yeah, I can call you after the show, Manny. I got you. Lo- I got you recorded. Okay. All right. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace. I love connecting with y'all. Keep calling me and keep gmailing me. You you can gmail me at Mama Dada Astrology. Thank you so much for utilizing that. Additionally, if you're um, just a devoted listener and you just want to, you know, you you already run your own reports on yourself. You 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 mastering your destiny with uh, the astrology using your transit reports, your lunar reports your lunar return reports, your solar return reports, your birth chart and natal chart reports. If you're already doing that and you just love it, it's some, I mean, it's hundreds of y'all. So one of you hundreds, you know, may um, just want to support me by way of uh, not only Gmailing me just to say, hey, but you can also PayPal me at that same uh, address and um, just show your love that way also. Thank you all for everything. It's all love to me. Typing something in on the chat just to say, <laughs> I see y'all's chat messages to the show, but I appreciate the love in all its forms. I am here to serve, and and it's just a divine pleasure every week. So with that being said, we are into it thick, y'all. You're a week ahead, which is Sunday the 14th. Today's the 10th, right? So this Sunday coming up, the 14th through Saturday the 20th is what we're about to jump head first into. Now, catch this, y'all, because the moon is in Pisces right uh, now. Let me look at my calendar because, you know, I'll be done said something. I, I listen to myself afterwards, you know, and... Uh, just checking for consistency, accuracy, and all that stuff. Uh, oh, I said something last week while I'm at it. I said that I was right, but I just said 12 noon instead of 12 midnight when I was talking about the void, of course, that uh, we would we would be in void, of course. Well, that's the part. I'll reference it that way. When I was talking about um, the moon going into Aquarius and the void, of course, that would take us from Saturday into Sunday, I said 12 noon, meant to say 12 midnight. So that's that. Um, But as far as our week ahead, we are definitely not coming into the week on a void. Of course, we are coming into the week full blazing um, with the moon in Taurus. That's where we ended the week off last week. And so that was that. Okay. 
We're coming to the end of this moon cycle. Right now, today, the moon is in Pisces. Uh, the moon goes void, of course, tonight, right? The moon is going to sextile Mercury at 11.25 p.m. Central Standard Time, and it's going to throw the moon into void status, right? It's not going to enter Aries until 3.55 a.m. Central Time tomorrow rising, okay? So we are ending a zodiac moon cycle. Pisces ends, that's the 12th sign, the last sign, and Aries begins or is the first sign, right? We're looking at this from a couple of different perspectives. We're looking at it from a lunar perspective by way of the moon. We are also looking at it from a solar perspective here in the week ahead. I'm not talking about it right this second, but you will hear me uh, get to what day? It is occurring on Thursday the 18th that the sun will be entering Pisces, right? Now, the moon entered Pisces at 2.31 a.m. yesterday on Tuesday. So the moon's pretty much been in Pisces all day yesterday and pretty much all day today because it's not going to go void until 11.25 p.m. tonight, Central Time. So these two days, have been previews of coming attractions. How do you like how things have been going (laughs) since you woke up yesterday, right? And what can you do, what can you initiate, what can you put into motion until through 1125 tonight that would better set the tone you want to experience when we're having the solar sun in Pisces. We've been living through moon in Pisces, but it's the same area of space, exact same Pisces. It's not a different Pisces that the moon is going through than the sun's going to be going through here in our week ahead, okay? So I'm telling you now how it goes. Before the moon goes void and nothing comes of it, I'm telling you what you can consciously do now that you're aware with the rest of this time that the moon, the emotions, what makes us comfortable, what get what 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 uh, you know what allows us to kind of just be at home, feel at home in this Pis- in these Piscean waters. Okay, Pisces is a water sign. That's why when you, I'm making reference to the waters and going with the flow and diving deep. This is the energy I'm talking about. It's the same energy that rules our imagination. That's deep, wouldn't you say, imagination? The same imagination that can create film and pictures, which is also Neptune rule. So I just wanted to mention that uh, we are, that is what we're going through right now this week, the end of a lunar cycle and the beginning of another one. Now, this is not the only way to measure beginning and endings of lunar cycles because it's not like we're at a, uh, you know, a new, we are in a new moon season, but that's not what is being discussed here in the week ahead. That's not what is um, occurring. We just had that. I I just want to give you, there's so many cycles within cycles within cycles in this thing. Your, your, Your natal chart or your birth wheel is only one of those. 
cycle. That cycle was initiated the moment you were born. That's why the, your time of birth is important. A cycle was initiated. You can do it, cast a chart for anything, not just the birth. You can cast a chart for a, a, a death. You can cast a chart for an event. You can cast a chart for the day you met somebody. You can cast a chart for the day you first made love to somebody because that starts a cycle. So I just wanted to point out this one particular cycle because I, I think stuff like that is interesting. <laughs> Somebody else might too. Um, but, yeah, we got this Taurus moon, so we're we're feeling at the beginning of our week, we're feeling really earthy, you know. We're feeling really, um, we're languishing, okay. We're settling in, not settling for, settling in to this really mellow, calm, much more calmer than the moon in Aries. After Pis- after the moon is in Pisces um, ten- tonight, tomorrow rising, it goes 3.55 a.m., it goes into Aries. It'll be in Aries all day tomorrow, Thursday. It'll be in Aries all day Friday, the 12th. And then uh, it goes void on Saturday rising, 4.32 a.m., and it doesn't go into Taurus. Um, it only it's it's only void for like an hour. It goes into Taurus at five thirty-five a.m. So by the time you feasibly wake up on Thursday, Saturday, uh, the moon will be in Taurus. And in our week ahead, which starts Sunday, the very next day, it's obviously still in Taurus at that time. So this is what we're feeling like. The moon was in Aries, you know, here coming up. I say was when we're talking about the week ahead. But at that point, you know, we will have lived through tomorrow and Friday, the moon being in Aries and us, you know, having this divine opportunity that I discussed last week to have this fresh energy. Not only are you getting this fresh energy at a new moon, although this wasn't our ordinary new moon, and so it avoid status is not really the best energy to initiate something in. Actually, it's just plain old not. I would never advise anybody to initiate anything at that time ever if you want something to actually come of it. Uh, but we had some divine opportunities before the the new moon was exact. That was powerful because the moon was still in Aquarius. It had access to that energy. It just wasn't exact. At the time that it was exact, it got thrown into void status. And then, you know, the moon was in Pisces after that, like today. Not really the best energy to be initiating something in when Pisces represents the very ending of the entire zodiac cycle. I wouldn't imagine you'd want to start something in that, but it could be the beginning. Uh, it could be it, any beginning necessarily came from an ending, okay? Even when you're talking about procreation, something had to in, in some form or another die in order for something else to live, in order for something else to be born or be created from from that, no law. It's the death of the one thing into the two, or the two into the one. However, you want to look at things. But this is a spiritual principle that is replicated over and over again in different ways. This is just one of them. Yeah, Pisces is the end, but guess what comes after Pisces? That beginning you're looking for, Aries, right? So we're coming up off of Aries. We're going into Taurus. 
And it's it kind of slowed out. Like I said last week, it doesn't. It's not the stop sign. The moon entering Taurus from Aries is not stopping us, but it is definitely slowing us down so we can stop and smell the roses. You'll hear. You can hear more about uh, me going into uh, attributes of a Taurus moon in last week's episode. Then we have the first quarter moon in Taurus. Now. Unlike new moons and full moon, quarter moons, you got the first one and the third one. This is the first one, the one that comes right after the new moon. And these quarter moons are squares. The new moon was when the sun lined up with the moon or met up with the moon in the same, uh, or the moon meets up with the sun in this same exact area of space in the sky. They get married. They kiss, right? Well, the quarter moon means it went 90 degrees and now it's at a square angle to the sun. So um, it's confrontational. The squares are challenges. So, yeah, next week, Monday, February 15th, 1.46 a.m. Central Standard Time, that's when it's exact. Of course, you can be looking for this energy a day ahead of time and you can you can be the effects of any event could last a while, but reasonably, you know, in the immediacy of a give or take a day, you're going to you're going to see your first quarter moon in Taurus challenge, confrontation, obstacle, problem that needs to be addressed emerge during this time, okay? Um and this is a good time uh to lay the foundations of plans. Because look at the new moon. The new moon is like the fool card in the tarot. Yeah, I told y'all I'm I'm adding to my arsenal, my spiritual arsenal. I'm, I'm adding to the toolbox. <laughs> and astrology is just my favorite so far, hands down. But tarot is quickly uh, becoming a second favorite. Um, but in the tarot, there's a card. It's the zero card, the very first card that starts off all the cards, and it's called the Fool. And the Fool reminds me of the new moon time because, yes, you know, we have these new moon intentions that we're setting. But whether you set them a little bit before, a, a little bit before the new moon, right at the new moon, or in these accompanying energies around it that still have, like the moon being in Aries, that support and initiate support you in initiating something new. But the new moon is like the fool to me because it's like this adventure, this possible, this, this area of space, this dark moon. It's unlike the full moon where it looks all white. This one's the all black. It appears all black, but it appears blacked out. It appears blank or empty. And, um, and so it's just like an empty cup. Put in there what you want. What do you want this? New moon in Aquarius. What do you want to initiate at this new moon in Aquarius? That two weeks from now on the short term, when the full moon is in Virgo, you would like to see the fruits thereof. Or six months from now, when there's a full moon in Aquarius, in the long term, that you would like to see the fruits thereof uh, bearing at that time. What do you want? This centered around an Aquarian or Uranus theme of in being inventive or original. Come on, or or you know, 
humanitarian or, you know, around networking, uh, centered around group associations, centered around your hopes, wishes, and dreams and your friendships, centered around, you know, areas that you need to be the rebel in. You need to pioneer and be the rebel in and, 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 and be an individual in and go your own, be unafraid to go your own way if need be, for the greater good of all. I mean, these are the themes that we were, we're dealing with right now. And the new moon speaks of unlimited possibilities. Like I said, that cup being empty, like what do you want to pour in the mother? What do you want to pour in there? It's your world at a new moon, right? And if you have the nerve to, 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 to mold your intentions around these themes and you have the divine support of the cosmos, you're welcome. It gives a whole new meaning to saying you have God on your side. So at the new moon time, the past is of no importance. It's all about that new, new, ain't nobody, oh, no, old, yesterday, past. And uh, and we're very intuitive and we're feeling instinctual and we're, we're feeling more in ourselves and who we are and we want to project that into the world by way of our intentions. This is who I am. This is what I intend. Here in two weeks at the full moon, come on, I got to give you all the dates so y'all can be ready, Freddie. We're not on that this week. <laughs> but, yeah, on the 22nd at 12.20 p.m. Central Standard Time, the moon is opposing the sun. The moon will be in Virgo. Virgo, full moon. Mark mark it down. Circle the 22nd on your calendar. And holla at Mama Dada. Holla back at me about the things that were occurring this week, starting Saturday. I say Saturday because the moon went into Aquarius with only a minute to spare. So depending on your time zone, which be on the safe side, we'll just say Sunday. Starting Sunday, all the way through. Because look, here it ain't over. I should have titled the show "It Ain't Over," <laughs> but that's not the week ahead. I'm talking about this week. I should have titled last week's show "It Ain't Over" because tomorrow. I, but I, but I talked about it at, at length. That here we are coming up on tomorrow rising with the moon going into Aries. It's not too late. Come on. Yes, the energies are different. Yes, the, the some of the aspects are long gone. But the color, the 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 the, the picture that was taken at the new moon, that picture is still good. Until we move into another moon phase, like I said, there are eight. If you if you uh, are moving into another phase sooner than this first quarter moon, so be it. But this is the one I'm highlighting on the show uh, for everybody to be ready for it next week. So I just was mentioning the new moon to give you context for this first quarter moon that is going to shift the energy. It is going to be that first um, confrontation no period that uh, uh challenging time uh, time that uh circumstances events may occur to challenge those intentions they should be challenged 
the fool card. It's called the fool card, not because this is representative of an entity that's foolish per se, although in the reverse, I guess it could be. But it, it really is talking about this energy of just being ready for the world. You know, come what may, we ain't worried about nothing. We ready. We ready to go. Let's go. Let's get it. You're excited. You're you're ready for let let's let's make these new moon intentions happen. I got two weeks to just watch the the, the universe work on my behalf as I, you know, support these things I'm initiating with thought or on paper, uh, and back it up with deed with action. Um, and so, uh, it's re- it's really exciting. I I love watching it all play out. Where, you know, um over and over again every new cycle it just go back we've been doing this since may of last year watch us work and then you you got people like my beautiful client Dewana to get on the line and just testify just give a quick account of yeah you too can really master your destiny. What's so powerful about this particular client is she's, just like many others of mine, they've already been on this path and journey, just like when I came across um, my astrology coach network myself. And I was hearing the, the I was listening to the radio shows, and it was it was it was on Pooh, and it was, I, I don't even think Minister Jew was on on the radio per se. Uh, he they were doing the street gospels at that time, and Brother Ampu and Minister Jew were doing that thick and heavy. But listen, I remember listening to the show at work, <laughs> like dreaming of better days when I could be living my dream, talking to people about astrology as a job every day and make my own schedule. This was just a handful of years ago, not even, about three now, three or four, working on four. Time is rolling on. <laughs> but, yeah, we've been on the air since May. Go back in the archives if, you, if you'd if like. I mean, you, even if you just listen to the first show, <laughs> first show we ever did to now, and it's just, it's, it's, it's been a beautiful ride. Thank you once again, Brother Ampu, for the divine opportunity. I say, all right. So we're gonna. Uh, the first quarter moon is what is just gonna. It's gonna feel like a crisis in action. It's gonna feel like um, uh, the challenge. Um, uh, oh, okay. And so, regard like if you're thinking about a plant you know, planting a seed at the time of the new moon and all that, when you get to the first quarter moon, the plant has passed the initial stages of survival, and it's now starting to send down roots. You put a, you put a seed in the ground, and, and you can pretty much do the first quarter moon as it's, it's broken through that challenge, come on, and now it's sending down its roots, and it's firmly anchoring its life force and it's concentrating its energies in the growth of the stem and the leaves, okay? Uh, the challenge here at this time is going to be to manage that energy, which is released, and, and, and restructure it into its new form. We've had a burst of energy, <laughs> not only with it being a new moon, but it being a new moon in Aquarius, that lightning, that's powerful. You, you're not going to sleep through lightning striking. 
And so that that's powerful energy coming once again. What did I say? A well-defined goal. Harnessing that energy, giving it form and direction. That's what these challenges that are coming up, they're necessary challenges, they're necessary obstacles, they're necessary confrontations. Something's being developed here. We're trying to bear fruit in a couple of weeks. We want to bear fruit in six months for our longer-term goals. So we welcome this divine opportunity to clear, to to act, and to build. I'll move on. I'll move on. I can go deeper into that. And, of course, anybody who gets on the line with me this week, we can definitely go deeper. Just mention it. Um, Monday after that, the first quarter moon in Taurus is early, early in the rise at 1.46 a.m. At 4.54 a.m., a few hours later, the moon trines Venus and throws the moon into void of course status. Okay, it's early in the rising from 4.54. um, At 8.34 a.m., the moon finally enters Gemini. So it's just a few hours. By the time you get going really good on Monday, the moon will be in Gemini, okay? Gemini is ruled by Mercury. If y'all have followed this show at all, you know (laughs) I'm ruled by Mercury. And so y'all already know it's this, this, our basic instinct when the moon is in Gemini is going to be to communicate. It's going to be to think. It's going to be to learn. It's going to be to travel. It's going to be to make business transactions, okay? And so it's it's quick. It's, it's, um, it's, Gemini is an air sign, and we should be getting real familiar with that energy with the sun being in Aquarius, right? Another air sign, we got Gemini, Aquarius, and Libra. And so with the moon being in an air sign, while the sun's in an air sign, there's this even more harmonious flow between our emotions and our very expression uh, with all this thinking, communicating, talking, chatting. Gemini can be gossipy, so watch that. Um, but it's lighter. It's lighter. It's not so – it's lighter than Taurus, okay, and it's breezy. In Taurus, we were, we were fixed. Taurus is a fixed sign. We were fixed in Earth, right? We were earthing. We were grounding. We were, you know, languishing. And so with the moon moving into Gemini there Monday – uh, we definitely are lighter, we're easy breezier, we're definitely Gemini's a real curious energy. It can be restless, moving around so much, and it can be fickle, moving around so much. So watch for that, that these are lower manifestations of this energy. Um, we definitely are going to want to be social. Um, I I look at Libra as being social and Venus ruling an element of socialness, but that to me is more like social refinement. Gemini being related to social, especially Gemini ruling the third house, to me um, more speaks to the sociableness of moving around in your neighborhood, the sociableness of um, not necessarily the refinement of it all or how you socialize, but just more like where you socialize and how you get to where you're socializing because Gemini is going to be, since it's Mercury ruled, it's going to be that element of travel in it. It's going to be that element of, um, of um, you know, how you travel. Um, so it also is, there's, 
it's usually a busy time when the moon is in Gemini. If you can't already tell with some of the keywords I'm using to describe it, you, the the, the uh, correspondences, the communication, the emails, the text, the writing, the teaching, the, the short trips, the errands, the making the connections, you know, the mental connections. Gemini rules the lower mind, the reasoning, the logic, you know, it's all there with the moon in Gemini, and these are going to be the things that emotionally satisfy us. Maybe with the moon coming out of Taurus, you know, you, you, you'll feel like over the weekend, you know, okay, I've done enough languishing and, you know, earthing. <laughs> and, you know, the, the massages, that was one of the things I mentioned last week. So there was, it was a really great thing to do with the moon in Taurus. Okay, I'm all relaxed. Now the week has started, I'm ready to get some stuff done. That's the mode we're going to be in. It's going to satisfy us emotionally. It's going to make us comfortable at the top of the week, okay? Then um, on Tuesday, February the 16th at 10.07 p.m. Central Standard Time, Tuesday evening, late night, Venus enters Aquarius, okay? woo woo I'm loving it. If you don't have astrological context for why I would be so excited about that, many reasons, but one of them is that, whew, okay, we've already had the sun that's been going through Aquarius. Uh, it's been going through Aquarius so much so that it's about to be going through Pisces, as you can see here in the week ahead. So it's it's wrapping up its transit through it. Um, this is the last full week of the sun being in Aquarius. So Venus coming into this area of space, sun in Aquarius was so powerful. Um, winter solstice started, began uh, December 21st, 22nd, depending on your time zone. It began the winter, right? So you got these three seasons within the winter. Starts off with Capricorn season. That's the initiatory cardinal um, season within the winter solstice. Then you've got the fix, which is Aquarius. That's what we're in right now. Then that last part, that mutable, that flexible, that adaptable, that season that's getting us ready for the season coming next, which is spring, Aries season, uh, uh, vernal equinox, spring equinox, right? So... Sun just went through it. I'm talking about Aquarius. And here comes Venus, softening. What did I just say about Venus and its influence in an area of space? Harmonizing, beautifying, uh, uh, just easing, comforting. Some of the things I was talking about, Taurus, because it's Venus rules. So Venus entering Aquarius is going to be beautiful. Sun, come on, sun in Aquarius was good enough for me because I don't know about y'all, but that new moon in Capricorn was a doozy. Yes, <laughs> the new moon in Capricorn was a doozy January the 9th, and, and it was on the heels of, of a doozy of, of a winter solstice initiation. This is me personally. I'm watching other people's patterns as I consult with them too. And and that new moon in Aquarius that we just had, it was it was just that bright beam of light, lightning, 
breakthrough. Come on, all these higher ends of uh, if you. I said it last week. If you needed some a fresh start, if you needed some of that new new in your life, things that got stale or predictable or or just bad, and and any change would have been better than what's been going on. Then this was your new moon. This was showing sure us my new moon. Can't nobody take it from me either, huh? <laughs> so that is what sun being in Aquarius has really meant for me personally. Is just this powerful breakthrough energy, this powerful new energy, this powerful sudden, unexpected shifting, changing, electrifying energy. That 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 me personally been waiting on. So it's it's a beautiful thing to see Venus here, uh, you know, coming into this area of space to even more so add a touch of beauty, a touch of refinement, a touch of elegance, a touch of comfort, uh, and just goodness, that love and that money goodness that uh, Aquarius. Uh, I wouldn't even say need, but, hey, it's coming through, so let's just take full advantage of it. I'm going to help you out because I got some horoscopes for you uh, from the Dark Pixie Astrology. I I want to point out from my fixed sign, uh, actually, for my uh, – it's happening in a fixed sign, so I definitely want to give a heads up to the other fixed signs other than Aquarius will be Leo – and it will also be Taurus and Scorpio. Definitely don't want to miss out on this. When Venus come through, when that love and money come through, you want to be, like, paying attention for real. Take full divine advantage of this gift, this cosmic gift. And I definitely also not only want to point out to the fixed signs, the other fixed signs, but also to the other air signs, okay? Y'all, y'all in line. Y'all next in line for the Venus in Aquarius. Venus is going through Aquarius. So for any Aquarius people out there who have sun in Aquarius, uh, moon in Aquarius, if you're a woman especially, and um, and rising sign in Aquarius, then you are enjoying the uh, the the benefits of this transit, the the most up close and personal it, that you can get. Okay. So let me start off with y'all because we're talking first house here. Venus is going to be trans. I'm going to go through all every sign. It has a house, an area of space, an area of your life, an area to focus on that uh, Venus is going through. And if you know this, you can participate. You can acknowledge it by participating in it and ben- and therefore benefit from it and benefit others. Um, so Aquarius, definitely, you can, uh, during this season of Venus being in Aquarius, you can enjoy stepping outside of your comfort zone and embracing originality and individuality. Venus is, after all, entering that very area of space that governs these things. So you're going to feel more comfortable there, um, which as an a sun, if you're a sun in Aquarius, <laughs> I imagine you feel quite comfortable there already. But Venus is definitely just adding that good gushiness, right? And so you can be open, more open, Aquarius, in love to trying things differently. And if you're single, you want to make sure you have a connection as friends 
with someone first. Aquarius is definitely that sign that's going to marry their best friend, right? Um, so you want to make sure you have a connection as friends with someone first and foremost. You enjoy spending time with your friends, with the groups you belong to, or making a contribution to the world. That's how you're going to express yourself, and you're going to love it, Aquarius, during this season. For Gemini, you are going to be enjoying expanding your life, right, exploring the world having new experiences. You can read a book and go far. You can you can go on a journey in your mind. We're talking ninth house here, Gemini, right? It's the higher octave of Gemini governed by Sagittarius. This is the area of space that Venus in, uh, transiting Aquarius is going to be hitting for you, your higher learning, okay, Gemini? You're open to what the world has to offer you, and you're excited by all that you can do now. You're going to want to expand in every way, all right, Gemini? You feel you're on the way up, and your optimistic attitude helps to get you even further. You can greatly enjoy learning new things, and you want to expand your mind. I got it. I'm throwing stuff in there, too, in between uh, the horoscopes, y'all, so it's not a pure quote. <laughs> I'm putting my mama data on it. And so Libra, I'm, as if you could tell, I was going through the air times. I did Aquarius first, Gemini just now, and now Libra. Libra for you, yeah. Like I said, y'all getting the y'all are getting the easy flow of energy through Aquarius by Venus being there. So I mean, Gemini, that's a blessing to be able to go um, on a journey, expand. Come on, that's the area ruled by Jupiter, and look. So, and Venus is there? <laughs> Gemini, work it. Work it and Gmail me at Mama Daughter Astrology and let me know how how all the luck and abundance and advancement went for you. Libra, you as well. I'm telling y'all it's an easy flow of energy. You, you getting in on the fifth house level, right, Libra? So that's just pure fun. <laughs> fifth house is a house of fun. Let me make sure I got enough time because I'm really having fun with y'all. Yeah, I got enough time. Uh, fifth house is the house of fun. Fifth house is the house of romance and dating and games, games of chance, playing games, sports, hobbies. So you, Libra, during this time of Venus being an Aquarius, can enjoy spending time with the people you love and doing the things that you love. You can make extra time for your hobbies and take more time away from work so you can play. You want to embrace your inner child and you enjoy being playful and goofy. You can be sweet in love and more affectionate. All right. Y'all, I forgot it was, uh, I don't be paying attention to these U.S. holidays. I apologize. Um I guess this would be the week. <laughs> Let me go back. I don't pay attention to none of these holidays. Sorry, y'all. Uh, so yeah, that would be the first, the our first day of the week, and in, in your week ahead, Sunday would be, I guess, as far as I know, the fourteenth. So I would say that would be considered Valentine's Day. Um, 
And so that first quarter moon is the only thing to really mention since it happened so early in the rising on the 15th Monday uh, at 1.46 a.m. So that's still close enough to the 14th where I would say yes. Uh, the moon being in Taurus when the week starts, the moon will be in Taurus on the 14th. Uh, that should bode quite well for such a holiday, uh, such a, a national holiday, um, just because of the the intimacy and 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 really enjoying. Like I said last week, you know, the moon being in Taurus is that area of space where, you know, you chew your food those extra <laughs> however many times because you just want to enjoy and savor every bite. That's what I was talking about, languishing and kind of just you know, settling into um, stopping and smelling the roses and, and feeling really, really good, those massages and all that stuff. So if you do observe and celebrate uh, Valentine's Day uh, in the United States, then, yes, I, I, I apologize for neglecting to make the connection and, and, and utilize that in the my synopsis of the week ahead, but I'm doing it now, better great than never. Um, and so with that being said, yes, that first quarter moon that's happening at 1.46 a.m. on the 15th is close enough uh, as well to um, the, the, that date that I would you may be experiencing the, the, the confrontation, the challenge, the problems arising uh, around this time. But, I've, I've, you know, you know what to do now. You know, and if you don't Gmail me, I will make help you see the divine connection that you can make a different angle that you can look at the situation in, given the context of the current astrological climate or whatever date in the future we're looking at that astrological climate. So let me get on back. I know y'all um, savoring to hear these horoscopes and how Venus in Aquarius is going to affect you. For my water signs, starting with Pisces, I know that threw y'all life off. I know I always do Pisces at the you can do Pisces at the end. It's the last sign. It comes at the end, but I'm throwing y'all a curveball today. Pisces, Venus going into Aquarius is actually going through your twelfth house, the very house that Pisces rules. So actually, uh, you should be feeling. Um, pretty comfortable in the emotional waters of the house that Venus and Aquarius is transiting through for you. Pisces, you definitely can enjoy spending some time alone, getting away from it all, and not having any demands being put on you. See, what's happening, Pisces, is Venus going to be in Pisces next. So you just, you in respite mode. You're in um, you know, tending to yourself mode and tending to uh, anything that would cause you those fears, all these 12 house keywords you're going to be tending to during this time, fears, um, a feeling of confinement, uh, maybe just being alone, That's, uh, but more so respite and, and, and um, meditation is found in the 12th house and uh um, that's where you imagine in the 12th house. That's where you dream in the 12th house. Okay, Pisces, you know all about it. That's your house. I ain't got to tell you. But what I am telling you is that Venus being there before it goes into your first house means that you don't want Venus. Once again, just like Venus trying Jupiter today, and last week I said you don't want to let Venus trying Jupiter and you vibing low. 
I'm going to say it to you like this, Pisces. You don't want Venus to be coming through your first house, love and money, coming to bliss your very identity in the first house. And you didn't take divine advantage of it being in your 12th house, getting some alone time, loving on yourself, pampering yourself, uh, you know, even if you just get an extra nap in and rest that mind and meditate and and prepare yourself spiritually, emotionally, in whatever way you need to to really glean all the powerful benefits of Venus coming through your first house next, okay? So, Pisces, you can be more affectionate but behind closed doors, and you can enjoy being in the background and not getting any attention. In love, Pisces, you can make sacrifices for the people you care about. For my cancer, my next water sign, uh, uh, Venus in Aquarius is going to be going through a water house for you. So yet and still, it should be comfortable, but it's not your house. This is actually the Scorpio house. You and Scorpio are going to switch. Cancer, Venus in Aquarius is going through your eighth house, your Scorpio house. So you are going to enjoy, for that time, for the time of Venus in Aquarius, focusing on serious objects and doing research, okay? It can be, this is what you're going to enjoy, right? It can be easy for you to find all there is to find when you actually get going. In love, you take it more seriously, and you want to make sure you have strong emotional bonds with your loved ones after the tumultuous relationship period in January, Cancer, you want your relationships to be stronger than ever now, and you have access to that. The eighth house is a can be a difficult house. It's Pluto rules. It's death and rebirth. It's transformation. No, that ain't easy. But if you, Cancer, you got a blessing. You got Venus coming through to help uh, harmonize this uh, transit for you. Okay, so that's good. Scorpio, uh, you have Venus going through Aquarius affecting your fourth house, your cancer house. Like I said, y'all switch. So for this season, you can definitely enjoy focusing on your emotions. Fourth house is at the bottom of that chart. Remember, 10th house is at the top. That's in the public. That's what everybody can see. Fourth house is in the bottom. It's at the bottom, and it's it's the hidden part, so to speak. Not like the 12th house, but similar, but more just once again where we feel most comfortable. That's the area ruled by the moon. It's where we um, feel most at home. So Scorpio, while Venus is in Aquarius, you're going to try to connect with your own emotions and the feelings of others. You also want you're going to enjoy it, focusing on your own emotions, and you're also going to want more comfort and familiarity to soothe yourself emotionally. You're going to want to be comfortable, and you're going to want to be around people that you're familiar with. So you can enjoy spending time with the people who support you and in the places you know well. This can be a good time, Scorpio, to spruce up your home. We're talking fourth house here or make improvements to your living space. Moving on to my fire sign. Oh, gosh, to be a fire sign <laughs> when the sun is in an air sign or when there's a, a, a stimulus, 
uh, highly stimulated energy in an air sign like we've been experiencing with Aquarius. Um, For my fire sign, y'all know all these uh, signs are representing elements, right? So Aquarius is is air, and for my fire signs, that energy is air. It, It fans our flames. Air fans our flames. And so for my fire signs, my fellow fire signs, (laughs) um, you know, stay pat. Let me encourage you because I've been, you know, having a good amount of Sagittarius energy in my chart. Um, You know, stay passionate. Let me encourage you to stay passionate. Just harness that. Direct it. Have a well-defined goal to channel the, that passionate, fiery energy that this air energy is inflaming and emblazoning in us and for us. Don't lose your fire, my fire signs. Don't let your fire burn out. Don't burn out. Burn on in the knowledge and in the power of a clear goal, direction, area you can focus on, okay? So for my Aries, um, you're definitely experiencing Venus in Aquarius once again in your Aquarius house, your 11th house. So you have a divine opportunity, Aries, to experience this energy in, in a more even potent way. And so definitely focus on 11th house, Aquarius keywords even more so. You are going to be able to enjoy stepping outside. That's what Venus is bringing, baby. Venus is bringing enjoyment. Um, so you're going to enjoy stepping outside of your comfort zone and embracing original, embracing originality and individuality. If you find yourself drawn to some old, uh, odd, you know, something most people would classify as odd or unique, <laughs> different, you are in the vein, Aries, okay? Follow that original trail. <laughs> um, it's, the, it's the rebel. Come on. I love that. I love Aquarius energy. Uh, Aries, you can be open in love to trying things differently, okay? And if you're single, you want to make sure that you have a connection as friends with someone first and foremost. Like I said, Aries, you're going to enjoy you know, kind of I would say loving, you know, and, and operating with that love and that money in a very Aquarian way. Um, you're going to enjoy spending time with your friends, with the groups you belong to, and you're going to enjoy making a contribution to the world. Don't hate on, on Queen B. That was her contribution. You know, what if we were given that platform, what what would be our contribution? And, and could you make everybody happy? Or would you just have to be your original, rebellious, individual, unique, humanitarian, friendly, uh, networking self and, you know, do you? That's what Uranus, the planet that rules this Aquarius energy in Aries is all about. Don't get mad at her because she was on her Uranus and Aries. Get on your Uranus and Aries. I'm hipping you to the game and telling you how to do it. Nah, pay attention to your house. that this is going through. Leo, you're up next. Seventh house, 
is is what Venus and Aquarius is transiting for you, and you're going to enjoy spend the time that you spend with others one on one. Okay, Leo, you want to feel that you have healthy, committed relationships in your life and you want more time to be with your loved ones. You can work on improving your relationships with them and you feel better when you do. It's all about partners and that one-to-one, not not you and the group, Leo. I know this Aquarius energy has that group feel to it, but you're going to max out on the love and the money if you focus on that one-to-one, all right, Leo? Sagittarius, Sagittarius, um, <laughs> you've got Venus and Aquarius going through your third house, which is just um, the opposite of Sagittarius. It's a Gemini-ruled house, a Mercurial-ruled house. What do we know about Mercury? Got that, that communication, that travel, and that commerce, right? And so you're going to enjoy during this time, Sagittarius, connecting with others mentally. You like to converse and communicate to express yourself openly, and you enjoy using your mind in any way that you can. You can pursue mentally stimulating projects and ventures, and you can enjoy the time you spend on them. Um going to make the distinction between like hobbies going on in the fifth house where I said there's dating and the romance and the games and the sports and because and I, I, third house for Sagittarius it, it, it can be hobbies but it's more like skills and like and, and a form of talents and skills and, and, and things of that nature more so than hobbies uh, but spending time on it's more projects as opposed to hobbies things that uh, that are mentally stimulating. In love, Sagittarius, while Venus is going through your third house, a mental connection is going to be really important to you, and you want to be able to freely share with loved ones as well. Okay. And then for my... There we go. For my earth signs, last but not least, starting with Taurus, um, Venus, your ruling planet, anytime Venus makes an ingression, a shift, a contact, an aspect, my Taurus and my Libras going to know about it, especially if you are have Taurus or Libra on your ascendant or as a rising sign. Oh, you're going to know as soon as Venus make an ingression. <laughs> you probably going to know a couple of few days before. But for you, Taurus, definitely with it going through such a pivotal house, come on, the 10th house, these are one of these those four cardinal houses. So this transit won't go by without impacting your life in a very significant way as it relates to 10th house matters, being your goals, being your life direction, being your career, being your ambition. So... Taurus, you can enjoy focusing on your goals and making progress with them. You want to feel success is at hand, and you want to see tangible results from your efforts. 10,000 is that Capricorn rule house. Oh, you're going to put one foot in front of the other until you get to that mount, the top of that mountain. Um, so you can make great impressions on the right people, and you can feel much more ambitious. It's at the very top of the chart, the very opposite of the fourth house at the bottom is the tenth house at the top. So your your own your love and your money is on display right now. I'll put it like that, Taurus, if that makes sense to you. You can make great strides now if you work hard and make smart decisions. 
Taurus, I would venture to say this is about a lucky of a transit, as I said for, I hate to scroll back up because it takes so long, as I said for Libra with this transit going in their fifth house of fun um, and with Gemini, um, Gemini it going through their very ninth house of luck, abundance, and expansion. I would say the same thing to you, Taurus, because that Saturn brings with it Jupiter. Hard work brings with it advancement and rewards and growth and luck. Luck is hard work. And, Taurus, if you play your Venus going through Aquarius cards, right, then you can really make the most out of this transit of Venus and Aquarius uh, by staying focused on the goal, your goal staying focused on your very life direction um, and your career as well as your public responsibility. All eyes on you, Taurus, on your love and your money. All right, Virgo, my next earth sign. Uh, you are experiencing Venus in Aquarius through the very house area of space that Virgo rules. So, Virgo, this should be easy peasy for you. Come on, it's an easy planet, Venus, bringing the ease, bringing the harmony, bringing the comfort in a real easy area of space for you, your sixth house, because Virgo rules the sixth house. So you, this ain't, you, you woke up like this with Venus and Aquarius. So you're going to be able to enjoy what you do best, Virgo, get work done, being productive, being efficient, focusing on the details, focusing on the little things. This is going to bring you pleasure and harmony and peace and love and money, right? Potentially, energetically, it's available for you if you want to take advantage of it in, a, in, in an aware and intentional way. Um, Virgo, while uh, Venus is in Aquarius, you can get even more work done than you usually do. Come on, a double dose of Virgo, let's get it. Make sure, you know, I got to give y'all a caveat because Virgo li- liable to worry to death. I did not know that until I got around me some Virgos. I was like, dang, because y'all focus on the details and y'all are liable in a, if you're unbalanced, if you're uh, if you're unbalanced, you're liable to worry your little self <laughs> into a frenzy and worry the people around you. If you take advantage of this energy on the high end, Virgo, you can just get a lot more done as opposed to having a lot more to worry about and worrying more, okay? Um, you may find that it's a little difficult for you to get started with your work, but once you do get started, that's when you get even more done, okay? And you can impress others with your ability because you got this double dose of Virgo energy going on. You want to love the work you're doing and will try to focus on the work you're more passionate about. Virgo, also re- remember, if you have forgot, Jupiter is in your sign. And it is retrograde right now, which is giving us this same thing with any kind of any retrograde. We're getting this divine opportunity to go over this area of space that Jupiter's already gone through in forward motion. Now it's, you know, retrograding through these same degrees. And I look at it as another chance. With Mercury, it's another chance to think about things. Come on. It's another chance for all things mercurial. It's another chance to plan something. It's another chance to, you know, work on something mercurial, reorganize something in your mind, and you're traveling your business. And with Jupiter being retrograde, it's this divine opportunity 
to go over something again um, as it pertains to your very luck and advancement and growth and expansion. So, you know, definitely don't miss out when Jupiter is retrograding Virgo, especially with the retro. That this is that was for all of us. It really was about Jupiter retrograde. But definitely, you Virgo, I need y'all to worry less. A divine opportunity with Venus Aquarius going through your sixth house. Work more. Take that energy you will be using to worry and work. And and really glean the uh, the blessing of having Jupiter go through your sign, okay, Virgo? All right, Capricorn. Last one today on the Venus and Aquarius horoscopes. You once again are having a resurgence of energy in your second house. Your personal earnings, your um, the your you know God given talents um, that that you use to earn you money is being lit up and it's being blissed by Venus, okay? The planet of love and money hitting up your money house. All right, Capricorn, listen up. You can enjoy being sensual. This is that tourist house, that house, you know, where you stop and smell the roses too, okay? So you can enjoy being sensual and indulgent and bringing some stability. It's that fixed fixedness of Taurus in the second house. And so Venus can definitely be bringing some stability into your life since it's going to the second house. Um, this has been something you felt that you've needed, and you can get a break now from the ruckus, okay? Capricorn, you've been having all this energy in your first house. It's been Capricorn season. Oh, what a Capricorn season it was, <laughs> let me tell you. And we had Mercury retrograding through Capricorn. Cap- Mercury was like, ooh, let me do that Capricorn thing again, and, you know, we on the other side of it now, but it was a doozy <laughs> from my perspective. And so definitely, Capricorn, you're going to feel like you're getting a break from the ruckus. Venus is really um, entering this second house for you. You can focus on ways to make your life more stable. You can especially bring in some financial stability, okay, Capricorns? You enjoy splurging but you also enjoy setting yourself up moving forward and can gather some good financial information and advice during this time. In love, you crave more security and stability as well. Good for y'all, Capricorn, about that time. <laughs> I know you, because I know what a, a, a few um, uh, Capricorns have been going through, so I, I, it was, I'm happy to deliver that news. And as Soon, y'all, somebody is going to PayPal me at Mama Dada Astrology, and it's just, it's going to be just enough. I already have a backup computer. Actually, this is my backup computer. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I am vowing to have something that moves at least as fast as me. It would be very cool to have an operating device that moves faster, but... That that Uranus energy, I'm real familiar with it. It's predominant in my personal natal chart, and so my mind wants to go, <laughs> and my computer is going slow. This is so funny because I'm just trying to get to the next portion of my notes. Um, go my okay. Here we go, y'all. <laughs> we in business. Okay, so. Uh, that was Venus going into Aquarius. 
I'm having to look down at my personal calendar on the 16th. I don't have the time on my personal calendar, but I know that's Tuesday. I do see here on Wednesday, the 17th, at 10.37 a.m., the sun does trine the moon. Now, y'all know about that aspect because y'all know that when the sun trines the moon, when the sun is conjunct the moon or married to the moon or kissing the moon, it's the new moon we just had, right? When the sun is square or at a 90-degree angle to the moon, it's the first quarter moon. We just discussed that also, right? Well, here on Wednesday in our week ahead, we're having the sun trine the moon. That's a 120-degree angle. That's the easiest flow of harmonious energy that exists between two planets or points, right? And that's usually a really powerful positive time to initiate or begin a project, a business, or another idea that you uh, would like to start. But this particular sun trine moon, just like uh, the particular new moon that we had, sets the moon into void status, yay, but only for a couple of hours. So um, there at 10.37 a.m. Central Standard Time, you definitely, it's going to be smack dab in the middle of the day on Wednesday if you're in in the office, be it at home or, or out, uh, you know, that's not the time. You you don't want to schedule that powerful, uh, impactful presentation that you actually want something to come of uh, on Wednesday in the middle of the day. That's 1037. It does, the moon does not enter Cancer till 124 p.m. Central Standard Time. So it's, it's almost three hours there in the middle of the day. Uh, you can, however, you can finish up any project. Uh, maybe you were working on a presentation, you can go on and put your finishing touches on it. Maybe do your presentation if it has to be done Wednesday, later that afternoon after 1.24 p.m. Central Time. Uh, make your to-do list, find anything you've lost, edit, refine, review. Um, any social event would definitely, you would want it to be uh, Wednesday afternoon to be uh, with established family, friends, or social contacts. Um, you can get rid of things. That's a powerful time to get rid of things. So then the moon does enter Cancer Wednesday afternoon. The moon will have been in Gemini up until that point. We already talked about that kind of restless energy and wanting to get stuff done. Um, when the moon's in Cancer, I told you all Cancer rules that very bottom of the chart. Cancer rules that fourth house. It's ruled by the moon. So it's starting Wednesday afternoon. We're going to want to be comfortable. We're going to want to be at peace. We may want to be quiet. We want to feel safe. We want to feel like we belong, and we want to feel at home, okay? If you do have a presentation to give that afternoon, incorporate some of those themes in it, and it will be a winner. Definitely we, you would want to make people comfortable with your presentation. This isn't the presentation to give where you, you know, the call to action. <laughs> this ain't the one. Um when the, you may want to stay at home that that day, or that may since it's happening in that afternoon, then uh, energies are being initiated. Then you may want to stay at home next Thursday, right? There is making us feel satisfied by we want to retreat, and uh, we may feel a little homesick if we're gone from home too long. Okay, and so. Um, you might journal. It's that most private place of the chart. It's it's at the, at the very bottom, you know, as opposed to the very public place at the top where everybody can see. This is a place where 
others don't see, okay? And so see, take care. This is this is the moon to kind of give yourself that TLC in, okay? Um, where you, you may be emotionally sensitive. It is a water house, um, so we may be quick to kind of, you know, tear up at, at it, this is the moon where you could see a commercial and just bust out crying. You know, it, if it's going to happen under a particular moon, it would be a cancer moon that something like that would happen under. Um, but it's also about the comfort. So doing, if it's the aromatherapy in the home, if it if it's just being in bed um, that makes you feel comfortable, it's about being sensitive to yourself and your needs and taking care of yourself. It's not the tenth house. It's not in public. Nobody sees. Nobody knows. You know. You see, and and you're able to tend to and comfort yourself. Um, really good at a time like this. So, to help you out, some good things to do while the moon is in Cancer. Um, take a long bath. That was a really good thing to do while the moon's in Pisces right now, y'all. Oh, I was on. Uh, See, this stuff, <laughs> I woke up, you know, feeling real Piscean and just, you know, did some, put in some work and got in the tub, you know, just, it's the closest thing to the ocean, right, that I have access to right now. And I put in all my thoughts and I did all that stuff. And that is a great thing to do in Pisces. It's a water sign. Well, cancer's a water sign, too. And with Pisces, we're coming at it from a more imaginative place, a relaxing space, a meditative space. In Cancer, we're coming at it from a more wanting to be comfortable space. We're wanting to be at peace <laughs> space. We're doing whatever we can when the moon's in Cancer to be comfortable. It's a water sign. Not only do you want to consider taking a long bath, soaking, hydrating yourself, drinking plenty of water, irrigating, watering your plants around the house, um, daydreaming, uh, making your living space even more homey. Um, uh, nurturing is a is a Cancerian theme, so nurturing yourself, like I said, or nurturing someone else, um, uh, children, animals, the elderly, anything that's kind of vulnerable, like we may feel with that um, area of space in our lives. Uh, we want to feel safe, so... Um, Doing something that that it lends itself to that is a great idea. Whether you, uh, it, it's a good moon to get a security alarm system put in or locks installed. You know, these are some of the things that make something like that a good thing to do under a Cancer moon. Um, cancer rules the mother, the nurturing. I just got through talking about nurturing. Our nurturing tenth house is ruled by the parent in general, but namely the father. Fourth house at the bottom of the chart tends to be is is governs the mother or the nurturing parent. Okay, uh, tenth house more so the disciplining parent. Okay, and so. It's a great time in a Cancer moon to talk to your mommy, to spend time with women, to, um, like I said, journaling, um, going to bed early, uh, uh, making others feel comfortable, bringing the comfort that you feel to others. So maybe this is a, a couple of days in the week where you're bringing stuff you made at home to the office or sharing it. Um and then, yeah, 
uh, expressing those senses, being emotional, how to expressing those emotions through different acts like writing, drawing, singing, acting, painting, and then just being near any body of water. If you can get to a river or a lake, um, if you can get to the ocean, by all means, it's an awesome time to do it. And then Friday the 19th at 12.34 a.m., woohoo! the theme of the show, and we have seven and a half minutes to talk about it. Um, I'll do the, since it's after Wednesday and we will have a, a show next Wednesday, uh, I will do the horoscopes for it then, but I'll introduce you all to it right now, and, and uh, I'm going to try this line earlier that uh, I picked up and nobody said anything just in case. Um, Friday, 12.34 a.m., sun enters Pisces. So all my mutable signs, Pisces is one of them. Uh, Those mutable signs initiate this changing energy. We're at the time next Friday, early in the rising when sun enters Pisces, we will officially be beginning to end winter solstice season. It will be the beginning of the end of winter solstice season that began December 21st, 22nd, okay? Uh, at the end of Pisces, the sun is entering or beginning its transit through Pisces next week. By March 20th, it will have ended its transit through Pisces and then begin its transit through Aries. Beginning its transit through Aries is also going to initiate the spring equinox. Right before the spring equinox or equinox, uh, on the 8th, we have a total solar eclipse. Right after uh, the 20th, on the 23rd, right after the spring equinox, On the 23rd, three days later, we have yet another eclipse, a lunar eclipse, a penumbral lunar eclipse at that, okay? The the solar eclipse is the new moon. The lunar eclipse is the full moon. So we're on this. (laughs) If new moon in Aquarius did not initiate the change that you have been seeking, I don't even know what to tell you. Because like I said, the rest of this week, we do get, you know, this opportunity with the moon being in Aries to, you know, really initiate something new, really make a decision to initiate something new and different. And it's going to be so pivotal, not only with this full moon in Virgo coming up in a couple of weeks or less than a couple of weeks now, but we got some more changes on the horizon. So the key to this changing energy that New Moon and Aquarius has brought, that we will continue to get uh, injections of with us coming up on eclipse season, with us coming up on the changing of seasons from winter to spring, then get ready, okay? Learn how to go with the flow. Learn how to face your fears and drown them suckers. Face them, just look at them dead square in the eye and just... Look, what else we going to do but go with the flow? What else we going to do but just uh, go with the flow downstream? Yes, yeah, sometimes we do have to swim upstream. I, I can attest to that. But I know the power of going with the flow. And when these Uranus, Uranus Aquarian changes pop up suddenly and unexpectedly to 
you know, flow, the changes. And you got the powerful tool of astrology to assist you with that. And a divine teacher and astrologer, practicing astrologer to assist you with that. Gmail me. I'll uh, just read here a little bit of what. Do I want to do that? You know what? I mean, that was the title of the show. I guess I should. <laughs> but with all the new, new, it's just a recap of things I've really been saying throughout the whole show. But I'll read it, pick up this line, and we'll we'll uh, catch back up next week, y'all. But I just wrote that with all of the new, new that we discussed last week regarding our current week, the sun's ingress into Pisces and our week ahead ensures that we have a strong month in order to start to adapt to the powerful changes. Revelations about the new path that we're embarking on will be uncovered in dreams while you sleep or rest in solace or reflection while we meditate, in spiritual pursuit or while endeavoring to communicate unconditional love. That's, these are, are the times that Sun and Pisces are going to bring these revelations about this new path we're on. By all means, think and continue to plan in the shifting and active waters of Pisces, but pin anything down. Instead, go with the flow of where spirit is taking us all. When the sun moves into Aries March 19th next month, we'll have ample opportunity to ram into our new lives with courage and abandon. But for now, be still and know that it's quietest, calmest, and possibly darkest before the dawn. I hope you all enjoy facing your fears while the sun is in Pisces, finding peace and solitude that allows your imagination to comfort you. There is much spiritual enlightenment yet to glean from the cosmic forces that began with the sun in Capricorn that, uh, that, and that broke through for us in much-needed ways during the sun in Aquarius, that sun in Pisces now will allow for that just may seem surreal at times, allow for the spiritual enlightenment that we, 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 that, it, that we have yet to glean, okay? Life is but a dream after all, right? It's but a dream. Enjoy your dreams. Enjoy imagining here coming up with the sun in Pisces. Enjoy your rest, your peace, your solitude, your meditation, uh, all that. Enjoy the movies. Enjoy the water. I love y'all. Um, I'm going to pick up this line, um, and it's going to cut off online, but we'll uh, call it from the 617. I got you. So till next week, peace, y'all. Call it from the 617-838. You're on the line with Mama Dada. Peace. Oh, you're Manny. That's Manny, right? Yes, yeah, so we already we already spoke. Yes. Okay. Hello? Just double checking. All right. All right. Talk to you soon. <laughs> okay. Okay, y'all. That was it. Um, I thought I I thought that was the caller that uh, I couldn't hear earlier. That's it. Next Wednesday, same time, same place. Stay connected to my astrology coach, and don't forget to Gmail me. Peace.